This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, 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 everybody. This is the WWE Attitude Era Show. I am Vince Russo. I am recording this on May 1st, 2023. May 1st, bro. This is usually the day. The soft top comes off the Jeep, bro. And I spend the entire summer with my top down, bro. Loving life. I hope you guys are loving life, man. I really, really do. Guys, I got to tell you, man, I've been doing these shows every two weeks. I listen to you. I am now watching this show in full. I've said many times, bro, that I do believe that when Vince McMahon signed Mike Tyson um, to appear at WrestleMania 14, I do believe that was probably the start of the Attitude Era. But the shows haven't been quite there yet because I'm starting to get more and more involved in the writing. I inherited a lot of things that I felt were not working. Um, But now, bro, as we get into March 17th, 1998, 12 days before WrestleMania, I got to tell you, bro, I'm looking at this show as a whole in its two-hour entirety. And this may be the one show that officially kicks off the Attitude Era and what you're going to start seeing week after week after week. This show, I saw more consistent attitude than I had in all the other shows that I watched. This is it, bro. This had the look, this had the feel, this had the pacing, this had the formatting. This may be the show that really kicked off the Attitude Era. I would love to hear, bro, what you have to say about that. And please write to me at officialvinceruso at gmail.com. Bro, this is... Season 6, episode 11th, March 17, 1998, from uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Bro, as soon as I heard it was Phoenix, Arizona, I knew this was the show with the shenanigans involving the Phoenix Sun Gorilla, the Phoenix Sun mascot, bro. I knew it. I knew this was the show. However, um, I, I, I remembered most of it, but some of the things, man, I'm seeing back for the first time and I didn't recall, but this was a great show, guys. I'm, I'm, th- this is a good show. This was an enjoyable show. Boom. It was like right, left, right, left, belly punch, boom, haymaker, boom. 
hook, boom. We just kept hitting the audience over and over and over and over again. This was a great show, guys. This was really a great show. And you know, man, some of these shows I've reviewed, I've not liked certain things on the show. And I've said it. This was a solid show from top to bottom, bro. We open up with a Ken Shamrock promo in the ring. Uh, He's talking about his intercontinental title match against Rocky um, at uh, WrestleMania. Kevin Kelly is doing the interview. The Rocky sucks chants are deafening throughout the arena. Um, Kevin Kelly asked Ken Shamrock about his temper. And uh, his temper may be what's holding him back. And Ken Shamrock said something very interesting, and I'm pointing this out, bro, because I believe this to be very true. Shamrock said, I pride myself on discipline, but losing my temper saved my life a lot of times. And, bro, I am sure that is a shoot. Uh, Ken Shamrock, bro, had a very tough upbringing, man, going from a foster home to foster home, living in cars as a, as a kid. He had a very, very tough life. So when he says, bro, losing my temper saved my life a few times, I absolutely believe it. There was a little miscue here, though, bro. Uh, Rocky came out before they hit his music. So you saw Shamrock in the ring. You heard the boos. They cut to Rocky on the stage, and they hadn't hit his music yet. Very rarely do you see production miscues like that. Uh, Here's where Rocky said, know your role, shut your mouth, uh, you little jabroni. He throws a challenge out at Shamrock, man. If you can last two minutes uh, with any member of the nation, I will give you an intercontinental title shot tonight. Um, bro, <laughs> Shamrock says a couple things here we would have never gotten away with. And again, bro, I promise you these were not scripted lines. Uh, even back then, these were not lines that I'd write because I knew that they are no-nos. But um, <laughs> uh, Shamrock tells Rocky to shut your monkey ass up and then a D'Lo comes in towards the ring and and Shamrock proceeds to say I don't care about this little monkey either uh yeah I don't think we'd be saying that in 2023 and I know I did not write that we start the clock running this is a good open bro this is a good open good twist um, we get something right off the bat we weren't expecting. Rocky's getting a ton of heat. Finally, Shamrock gets the ankle lock uh, on D'Lo. D'Lo ta- taps out. Rocky hits uh, Shamrock with a chair from behind. But then, bro, Rocky gives um, Shamrock an unprotected um i i don't even know how to t- describe this um just a, a a a a wicked a dangerous 
um, a stiff uh, ho- a shot to the face with the chair, bro. Vicious. Um, and, you know, Shamrock actually started bleeding from the side of his head. Man, I I really get pissed off at this because Brian Alvarez once made the comment that, you know, I knew all about CTE and I knew all about the uh, the ramification of CTE prior to the booking of the Brawl for All. Now, if you guys do your homework, you can cl- you will clearly see, bro, by looking up on the Worldwide Interweb, that all that CTE stuff did not come out. That uh, that 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 football doctor who came out publicly with uh, the danger of CTE that did not come out until way after the brawl for all. Because I've always said, man, I would have never booked the brawl for all if we knew about CT CTE prior, but we did it. And again, you can look at the research and you can look at the timetable F Alvarez. And my point is rock would have never done this, bro. They just didn't know, man. They just didn't know about CTE and head trauma and the effect it could have on you for your entire life. And this was vicious, bro. Um, and we we go to the back, and we see that Shamrock is concussed. And um, it had to be part of the show because we had a video crew back there. But I'm watching this, and I'm like, bro, he's got to be concussed. Uh, I, I mean, there is no doubt in my mind he has got to be concussed. But, um, again, bro, just vicious. Just just the... The chair shots back in the in that day, and nobody knew, man. Nobody knew, bro. They knew of concussions. Nobody knew the the effect, the lingering effect that this could have. We then have Sable come out to a huge pop. Remember, man, we're playing off of what happened last week when uh, Reno was um, handcuffed to the uh, the corner post. And uh, Luna smeared all the makeup. And again, bro, this is follow-up, man. Follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. Being in the shoes of Sable, what what would she do the following week? She comes out to the ring and says, and I know I wrote this, Luna, you little bitch, I am challenging you to a fight tonight. Uh, Come out here so I can kick your ass. So Sable is hot, bro. And again, man, we have not forgotten what happened last week. Continuity, bro. Um, from there, bro, the Phoenix Gorilla comes out. The Suns mascot. He sits at the announce table. He puts on JR, JR's hat, and he sits on color. Bro, I was a huge mark for this, man. I, I, I You know, guys, I'm a big sports guy. I love the Phoenix Sun Gorilla. Like when we were going to this building, I had that idea. No doubt, bro. No doubt. I promise you, Vince McMahon did not know there was a Phoenix 
Sun Gorilla. As a matter of fact, bro, I do believe that the um, the person um, who uh, was in charge of the venues was a was a was a guy by the name of Matt Miller, who was a very very good friend of mine. I think Matt knew the Phoenix Sun Gorilla, and uh, you know Matt told me he would be open to doing something on the show if my memory serves me correctly. So, of course, man, with what we were doing at the time with Kane, uh, this, to me, was an absolute no-brainer. But the Phoenix Gorilla, very entertaining, one of the most famous mascots of all time. From there, bro, we go to a match with Tom Brandy and uh, Tennessee Lee, bro, the great Robert Fuller, uh, introduces JJ, a uh, double J, Buddy Lee, bro, was a great mouthpiece for Double J. Great. He was like that old Barnum and Bailey carnival barker, over-the-top, colorful, great, great character. Not my idea, bro. I would have to guess maybe Bruce. Maybe Bruce suggested Robert Fuller, but he was absolutely great. Now, bro, this is the time where... Jeff had the falling out with uh, Steve Austin. So a Jeff Jarrett-Steve Austin match was never going to happen. And I was trying to keep Jeff in favor with Vince. And I know every week we were trying to do crazy, crazy things with Double J. Uh, This week he comes out as the electric horseman. Uh, If you guys remember that, Robin Redford. Riding a horse, bro, riding a horse and wearing the light-up Double J suit. Very entertaining, bro, and and that that was the whole idea. Uh, Him and Tennessee Lee were almost like a carnival act, bro. We're almost like a a circus act. Uh, Brandy looked good, bro. This worked within the within the confines of the Attitude Era, bro, even though Jeff could w- w- was not going to be working with Austin. He was still a great character, bro. Jeff Jarrett was a great character. Babyface, heel, more of a heel, a great character, very entertaining. Um, so this fit, he winds up beating Brandy with a figure four. And then a Brandy taps out. So now you're going to start to see a lot of carnival circus-like atmosphere with uh, Tennessee Lee and Jeff Jarrett, which I found, anyway, very entertaining. Um, We then go back to Kevin Kelly's giving an update on Shamrock. I had a pop here, bro, because there was a commercial here for Toys R Us, man. And we are promoting um, the WWE action figures. Man, bro, I miss Toys R Us. I used to love going to Toys R Us with my kids. Hell, man, I used to love going to Toys R Us by myself and just checking. What happened to the toy stores, bro? Remember Toys R Us, bro? Remember KB Toys? What happened to these toy stores? Toys R Us was the absolute best, man. And I really, really, really do miss that show. From there, bro, we go to an unbelievable, unbelievable Shawn Michaels package. 
And guys, you should go back to this show, bro. Season 6, episode 11, March 17, 1998. They put together this great Sean package, and we see how the super kick killed people. The super kick laid people out. And I am talking about people like Diesel. And I am talking about people like Sid. And you look at this and you look at the way the super kick has been so bastardized in wrestling today, bro, that it is not even funny. Go, I am begging you, bro. Go back and look at this package with Sean and how devastating the super kick was. Uh, from there, bro, we go to the Phoenix Sun Gorilla in the ring. They are shooting the uh, T-shirts into the crowd. It's coming, bro. It is coming. I know it's coming. And we're milking it, bro, because it ain't coming yet. Next up, bro, we have um, the Headbangers. In a handicap match against the Rock and Roll Express and Jim Cornette, this is coming off of something that happened over the weekend where Cornette got physically involved. We played the footage. Um, Headbangers go over. They bail Cornette in the ring. Uh, They're about to get heat on Cornette, but out of nowhere, Bob Holly and Bart Gunn hit the ring. Uh, what what was it? Bombastic Bob and bodacious Bart. I don't even remember, bro. But we find out Jim Cornette introduces them as the new Midnight Correct. This was horrible, bro. This was horrible. I I this has nothing to do with Cornette. I hated the idea, bro. But where this idea came from was we had two great hands, bro. Bart Gunn and Bob Holly were great hands and we literally had nothing for them and somebody suggested whether it be Cornette or Bruce uh, that they become the new Midnight Express which I ah, I love these two guys bro I love these two guys but this was not going to work but um, Cornette introduces them as the new Midnight Express Immediately after that, bro, there is a double swerve as the new Midnight Express lay out the Rock and Roll Express, bro. From there, man, we have a a Jennifer Flowers little promo. She's going to be a part of WrestleMania. I I would love to know, bro, what did they pay Jennifer Flowers for this? Bro, I got to tell you, but... They were always after who's hot. Who's hot, bro? And uh, Jennifer Flowers with the affair with President Clinton. uh, She was the buzz girl at the time. And that's why she was going to be a part of uh, WrestleMania. From there, bro, we go to the gorilla in the ring who takes takes off his Phoenix Suns warm-up jacket. And it says, Gorilla 316. The people are going nuts. The place is becoming unglued. Then Kane's music and entrance. Bro, I wrote down here on my notes, awesome, bro. Awesome, bro. This is absolutely 
awesome. This is an absolutely great spot. It's got nothing to do with me writing the spot, bro. This is fucking awesome. Okay? Here comes Kane. Paul Bear is marching the orders. Bro, Kane chokeslams the gorilla first. Bro, I don't think I've ever seen anybody get this high up for a chokeslam. I swear to God, bro, Kane had the Phoenix Sun gorilla over his freaking head, bro. Over his head. And then he chokeslammed them. That's not enough. Paul Bearer says, get him up, get him up, get him up. They hit the gorilla with the uh, tombstone. (laughs) JR is screaming at the top of his lungs. He's not a wrestler, damn it. Phenomenal, man. JR at his absolute best. He's not a wrestler, damn it, bro. And then JR says, hell, fire and brimstone. The Phoenix Suns mascot has been planted. This was tremendous, bro. This may have been an absolute highlight of my career. Absolutely loved it, bro. Fantastic. This was the first hour. The War Zone is up next. Uh, We come back to the War Zone. We see footage of Owen Hart uh, badly hurting his ankle at a house show. Um, So Owen comes down to the ring with his foot like in a cast. He comes down to color. But he says, bro, I will be available at WrestleMania 12 days, hell or high water. I will be wrestling at WrestleMania. But they say Owen is going to join them for the next hour on color. From there, bro, we have Chainsaw Charlie in the ring, Terry Funk. He is going to have a match against um, badass Billy Gunn. They come out with a new dumpster that says Jack's house on it. Uh, One thing I really liked about this, bro, I, I used to like this. And I'll tell you who used to do this the best, and I would think he was phenomenal. But we have Road Dog on the microphone during the match, which I enjoyed, bro. The person who used to do this the best, bro, in my opinion, was Jerry Lawler. I would love when Jerry Lawler... Jerry Lawler sometimes would wrestle and call his own matches uh, while he was uh, on the mic against jobbers. So I uh, I love this. I had a pop, bro, because <clears throat> Road Dog used a, fa- a phrase that I've only to date heard my wife use. Uh, and the phase is G-minutely. And if you remember Scoop Sullivan from the WWE magazine, he always used to say G-minutely. And I did get that phrase from my wife. Road Dog used it here, and I popped. But uh, we have the match. Billy's in trouble. Road Dog interferes using the belt. Um, then there's a DQ, but Terry Funk gives uh, Billy the DDT on the belt. Bro, you had to hear the place explode. Something this simple. Something this simple with uh, Terry Funk giving Billy Gunn the DDT on the belt that was a big deal back then from there bro they they hog tie 
Road Dog, Cactus Jack appears on the stage and they they uh dolly him up. I think you call don't you call that a dolly? What do you call that, bro? They dolly uh Road Dog up. He's hanging by his uh ankles. And Mick Foley says, man, I don't know how we're going to get you down. You'd better call somebody. Very entertaining spot. Again, bro, you could see the the constant attempt to do things differently. A pulley. It's not a dolly, bro. It's a pulley. You know, using the pulley, man, and, 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 and hoisting Road Dog above the arena floor, just always looking to do something different. Uh, bro, then I popped a little because there was a Bop It commercial. Do you guys remember the Bop It? And next, we had a very good segment. We had a very good segment with Vince McMahon. As you remember, last week, Austin got in Vince's face and said, you know, tell me you don't want me to be the champion. Tell me you don't want me to be the champion. Tell me you don't want me to be the champion. Wound up ripping Vince's coat jacket. And again, bro, this is 1,000% a follow-up from last week. Because now Kevin Kelly has Vince in the ring and he's asking, why didn't you do anything last week, man? When Stone Cold Steve Austin was in the ring, why didn't you do anything? And, And he's really dragging answers out of Vince. Kevin Kelly does a great job with this. And Vince says, I was saving the main event for WrestleMania. And Kevin Kelly begin, uh, continues to dig and says, what does that mean, bro? What do you mean you were saving the main event? And Vince says, how could Austin compete with a broken jaw? He said, I saved the main event at WrestleMania by not breaking Austin's jaw. I did that for all the WWE fans across the world. And of course, man, everybody, everybody is booing Vince out of the building. Then Vince asked the question, what would have happened if I took Steve Austin down? Now, of course, bro, we know Austin's not in the building. We've been told he's not in the building because if he was, he would have had to come out for this segment. But the fact that he wasn't in the building, Vince is taking liberties. How do I, how, how, what would have happened if I would have taken Austin down? Uh, but then he says, listen, man, as, as Kevin Kelly continues to dig, Austin being the WWE champion would be a public relations corporate nightmare. Um, And then Kevin Kelly's digging. We want to know the truth. We want to know the truth. Do you want Austin to be champion? Do you want Austin to be champion? Vince is trying not to answer. Finally, Vince says, I am not sure you can handle the truth because the answer isn't no. I don't want Austin to be the champion. The answer is, oh, hell no. I don't want Stone Cold to be the WWE champion. And that's the bottom line (coughs) because Vince McMahon said so. Great promo, bro. Great job here by Kevin Kelly. Great job here by Vince McMahon. 
the timing, the prodding. Really, really, really great job here. We follow this up, bro, with a Steve Austin package. Remember, we saw a um, uh, Shawn Michaels package earlier in the show. Both of these packages, bro, were absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Next up, bro, unannounced, we have Triple H coming to the ring. Triple H confronts Owen Hart and starts goading him, goading him, goading him. Let's have a match now. Let's have a match tonight, knowing damn well Owen's hurt. He winds up pie-facing Owen. Owen has enough. He becomes, what, the one-legged man at a boxing match or something like that, bro? He winds up lighting up Triple H. China comes out of nowhere, hits Owen. Triple H is wrenching back on Owen's ankle, trying to do uh, damage. Uh, obviously, referee stops the match and re-awards Triple H the European Championship title, bro. So as you could see, man, a lot of the unexpected is really happening on this show. Bro, this is a good, good show. This is a very, very, very solid show. From there, bro, we finally get Luna's response. Uh, Will Luna take on the challenge that Sable threw out earlier tonight? And uh, Luna says, I absolutely will. However, we will do it on my time, not hers. When we come back, bro, Luna is on her way out to the ring with Dustin. Here comes Sable, bro, like a wild cat. I believe that is what uh, JR refers to her to. Like a wild cat going after Luna. The ring fills up with agents and referees, bro. Uh, Mero's trying to hold back Sable. Luna is trying to be held back by Dustin. This was a good pull-apart, bro. And this was a very, very, very uh, intense pull-apart. This went on for a couple of minutes, bro. Um, And the fans are going absolutely nuts. Fever pitch, bro. They want Sable to get to Luna. And finally, bro, Sable does get to Luna for a few seconds, She's got Luna down. She's lighting Luna up. The referees pull her out. I, I got to say this, bro. Honestly, I don't know how uh, Rena was staying in her outfit. I do not know how Rena was staying in her outfit. Um, She was all over the place, bro, Uh, but staying in her outfit. And thank God, because this was live TV. Finally, bro, we separate this, we get Lunar out of this, and we find out Sable has a hurt knee. Sable can't get up uh, on that leg. Her leg keeps folding over. Mero is over her, and bro, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I did not remember this. Phenomenal, bro. I'm sorry, man. I'm saying my own work is phenomenal, bro, because she's downselling. Mark's seeing if she's okay. Bro, Kane, music, and entrance. 
JR is selling, bro. Selling, selling his ass off. Um, then um Kane's getting closer to the ring. Kane gets up on the ring apron. Mark Merrow powders, bro. You know Merrow's gonna powder. And now Sable's down selling in the ring, and 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 Paul Bearer is mocking her. Mocking her uses one of my favorite lines when he says to her, Bless your heart, bless your heart. Then he orders Kane to choke Sam, a uh, choke slam Sable. However, before anything could happen, lights out, bong, bro, bong. And they are really, really, really milking this bong, bro. Finally, the Undertaker appears on the type of on the top of the Titan Tron. This was absolutely a great visual. He cuts a strong promo at Kane saying, You will know my name as the Lord of Darkness. Then a ca- a, a coffin appears upright on stage. A lightning bolt strikes that coffin, and there is a uh, there is a mannequin of Cain in the coffin, and it catches on fire, much like the fiery coffin that Cain put the Undertaker in a couple of weeks back. So now you got the fug. Is that what you call it? The fug of Cain burning. Takers up on the Titantron. Paul Bear is selling it. Unbelievable finish, putting Arena in harm's way. Bro, this was beautiful. This was beautiful. I am going to see how the weeks follow up, bro, but I've got to tell you, man, this to me may have been the show that started the Attitude Era. Let me know what you think, bro. As always, man, please write to me. Official Vintruso at gmail.com. Great show, everybody. Great freaking show. Check it out. It's all in the pacing, bro. It is all in the format. I'll see you guys next week.